welcome in to the Gunnersville Broadcast Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Cagle. This week we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, we usually sit down with Varsity Boys Head Coach Brett Self and Girls Varsity Head Coach Kenny Hill. We're not going to do that this week. Uh, the coaches are taking a little bit of a break with their team. We don't blame them. It's almost 2021. Ready to send 2020 packing. So we're going to sit here and we're going to talk with uh, Greg Glasscock, who is as plugged into the Guttersville basketball program as just about anybody else. So we hope you enjoy and thank you for listening. Welcome in to another episode of the Gunnersville Broadcast Podcast, where we usually take a look at what's going on with Gunnersville Wildcat basketball, and it's um, been an odd season to say the least. Um, I think we've had a, the last week or two, we've had a lot of games that have been canceled, trying to reschedule, but the boys and girls have played several games uh, during and after the Christmas holiday, so we're going to take a look at those, and joining me this week is... Greg Glasscock. Uh, Greg has been to a lot of these games, and in fact, Greg, you've been um, you've been doing a lot of the play-by-play with with Mike Harden uh, with uh, Horizon, correct? Yes, that's correct. Unfortunately, because of cancellations and all going on, I think we've only done two broadcasts. But when area yeah. play starts back, I think we're planning on doing uh, hopefully the rest of the area games at home. Yeah, I mean, you've been as plugged in though to this Gunnersville basketball program. Is just about anybody. Um, you were able to make the trip this last week. So for those of you who may not know, the Gunnersville boys traveled to Scottsboro um, last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Played in a tournament over there. Was, was it a tournament or was it just a, a three-day? It was a three-day. Everybody was guaranteed a game. It yeah. was eight teams, four, okay. four games a day, Monday, yep. Tuesday, Wednesday. Gunnersville's opponents, they started off with Fort Payne. Then they had Madison Academy, and then last night they finished up with an exciting game I'll talk about in a little bit against Decatur Heritage, a ranked 1A team. Yeah, and I mean, it's just been one of those things where, to me, it seems like Coach Self with the boys and Coach Hill with the girls, they're just trying to find games right now. When was This was originally scheduled for the boys to go to Scottsboro, correct? Yes. Uh, I thought so. Yes. Because the girls actually, two weeks ago, went down to um, Spain Park, which is actually in Hoover. Uh, they actually went down there and played in a three-day tournament as well. And when they got back, had some COVID issues come up. So they've actually not played since uh, December the 23rd. Uh, is the last time they played. And they're going to play again. I believe uh, uh, athletic director at Gunnersville, Darren James, had told me they will not play on January the 5th. Yeah, I talked to Darren about that mm-hmm. at the Madison Academy game. We were talking about different things, and he said unless the CDC changes some guidance again, yeah. then actually the January 5th game against Grissom they would miss, and the, their next game would be the big area game Friday the 8th at home against yeah. Brewer. But he said there is a slight chance they could play Grissom if uh-huh. CDC changes their guidance again. Yeah, so and it's I, kind of up in the air. I hate to get straight into it, but I mean that's one of the things I want to talk about. If 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 the guidance doesn't change on this stuff, then I, in my opinion, I don't think these non-area games even need to happen. I mean, because you if you if you do have an issue where you're um, where you have contact tracing and you've got to quarantine for what is it now ten days? Right. You're having games back to back to back, and some of them aren't even area. I'm looking at the schedule now. 
they just got rid of these area these non area games. I feel like that would be so much less of a headache on everybody. Of course, I know Coach Self and Coach Hill are their their coaches. They want to play, and I completely understand that, and I do too. I want to see them play too, but unless these rules change. I mean, do you agree? I don't see how we're going to. It's going to be tough. And, you know, as much as I love basketball and especially holiday tournaments, yeah. there was rumors about it. And I would have been totally fine with us shutting down the last two weeks of the year. I completely agree. And then going to area next week. Now the thing about it, people could say, well, you can shut down. COVID's still around. Yeah. But I think it would help because now you've got a lot of teams in the same gym this past yeah. week. Now – coming your most important time of the year are we going to hear reports in the next few days about teams having to shut down because of maybe COVID issues from holiday tournaments which really were meaningless I mean they're fun to watch but they're meaningless well and now uh word came out on we're recording this on New Year's Eve by the way so happy New Year's to everybody happy thankfully we're finally good riddance 2020 (laughs) we're finally turning the calendar Thank God. Um, but it is New Year's Eve when we're recording this. I'm not sure when you're listening to it. But yesterday on December the 30th, um, it came down that the Marshall County Tournament has been canceled, which, you know, that was one of those things where I, I kind of I, I kind of started thinking that that was probably going to happen, but you still hate to hear it. The county tournament is so much fun, and it's just another example of what what COVID has done this year. And, you know, Joe, I'm really not surprised. I mean, it means so much to the county, but mm-hmm. with all the teams together, yeah. capacity limits now limited to 20%. How can you pull I, that off? I don't know how you could pull – I mean, it might would have to get to the point where some schools have already done where each player gets like a certain number of tickets for family. Yeah. And that's really it. But you've got teams uh, from ninth yeah. to varsity playing. I right. mean, you've got – You'd have to clear out the gym. It'd be a nightmare. It would be. It would be. And I think they they made the correct decision. You just hate to see decisions like that have to be made. Moving away, though, from all the rigors of COVID-19 and everything, let's let's actually talk about some games that have happened. So we'll talk about the girls first because, like I said, two weeks ago, they went down to Spain Park and played Hoover. And that is one of the things people always ask me what I think about – Kenny Hill. Kenny Hill's in his first uh, year as, as head coach of the girls' basketball team here at Gunnersville, and people often ask me from from outside because they know Kenny from Scottsboro, and they'll ask me, you know, what, what do you think of Kenny so far for the girls? I think, well, first of all, uh, they doubled their win total from last year. Yes. <laughs> We're not even to the new year. They're ten and four right now. Um, secondly, Kenny is one of those guys that if there's a court and there's a basketball. We'll play. I don't care who it is. I mean, they went down there and played Spain Park. Very tough girls team. And Hoover is like the the model yeah. of girls basketball. Yeah. So, on Monday the 21st, they lost to Spain Park 51-73, uh, to which isn't, like I said, I mean, it's not terrible by any means. And, in fact, I think at halftime they were down it was something like six or so. Single digits, I think. Yeah, it, it, so, yeah. they got on there and they played Spain Park. The next day – they they played a Shades Valley team. They beat Shades Valley forty three to thirteen. I'm not taking anything away from the Guntersville girls are good. Don't get me wrong, but man, I don't think Shades so, Valley is very so, good because the game before that, I forgot which team Shades Valley played. I think they yeah. scored like 
about the same amount of points. And then they turn around on Wednesday and, like you said, played Hoover, which is like the model of a girls team in, in the state. Big 7A program. Uh, the girls got beat 61-34, to 34, but that is the attitude of Coach Hill, anybody, anywhere. And I think we figured that out with him pretty quickly. Yeah, and a game like that will will make, do nothing but make you better going mm-hmm. into area and hopefully we'll have a postseason, which I know right. we might get into our opinions on that in a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a big loss. But, hey, you're going down there, you're playing a Model 7A program, so when you get back in the rigors of playing in your area – and county, um, it'll do nothing but make you better. Yeah, and I thought, too, um, back in – I guess it was almost back in November when uh, the girls played Pleasant Grove here at home. Uh, that's similar – Pleasant Grove was actually down there, too, playing in that – in that. it's called the Jaguar Classic, the You're Lady right. Jaguar Classic. Yeah, they were like part. So Pleasant Grove was there, too, and that Pleasant Grove team came to Gunnersville, and Gunnersville – had every chance to win if not for a few missed free throws and maybe a few missed layups late Gunnersville might win that game against pleasant grove but what i noticed is livy olivia makes these unbelievable passes olivia vandegrift at point guard um if you haven't got to see the girls play yet you, you got to come out and watch um olivia vandegrift is a lot of fun to watch she she knows the floor she knows where she's at at all times um you got something on olivia yeah, I do, Joe. I was just going to mention, yeah, the Pleasant Grove game, the girls lost 44-39. Yeah. And, you know, the thing about it, the the girls, and one thing that I think of, first of all, is defense. Yeah. Boy, they know how to play defense. And in that game, as good as Olivia was, she was off in that game. Yeah. She finished with 10 points, uh, only two threes, and Jaden Watkins was the leading scorer. Uh, she had 14. The leading yeah. scorer for Pleasant Grove just had 11. So the girls were right in that game. Yeah, the thing that I noticed, too, against Pleasant Grove, and it goes back to this them playing at Spain Park against these 7A teams, there were some passes that Olivia made that were picked off, one or two, that those passes get through when they're playing area games. They sure. don't get through against Pleasant Grove. Well, when you're playing another <laughs> tier. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's yeah. why I think it's it's great for them to see this before they get to sub-region regionals. Um, because I think, I mean, without without going too too much into it, I mean, I, I can safely say that this girls and, girls and boys team, they should both be in the regional tournament. Without a doubt. I the mean, girls, you know, it's amazing uh, the – tough years they've had the last few years and I think without a doubt I think it's safe to say the girls are the best team in the county mm-hmm. oh, as yeah. they've already beaten Albertville that was a running clock game they've beaten Boaz they've beaten eight Rab. so I think they're the best in the county and I really think they could win area I don't know much about Brewers girls this year mm-hmm. I know predominantly they're a great team but when I saw their record I think they're having a tough time yeah uh, and Brewer, from what I understand, I don't know about girls, but Darren told me that boys hadn't even played that much because of quarantine. No, they haven't. And, and I, I don't think they're having that great of a year either. They're not. The boys should be fine in the area. Yes. I mean, they've already, they already beat Fairview pretty handedly, and they'll play them again in a few weeks. Let's talk about the boys, though, real quick. Oh, well, real quick, the girls are now 10-4 and four as we go into to the new year. They will play again on January the 8th, like we said just a minute ago. Uh, they'll play Brewer at home for another area game. Let's just hope that they get to play that game because it is an area game, so it is important. Uh, but let's go on to the boys. So this past week, uh, the, 
the boys traveled to Scottsboro. They played Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. On Monday, they played Fort Payne again. Knocked them off 52-25, correct? Am I correct on that score? 55-25. 55-25. Uh, they played Fort Payne, what, two, three weeks ago and did yeah. about the same thing to them at home. Well, you know. It was, it was a like, makeup game. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Actually, we weren't scheduled. That was the night we were supposed to play DAR. That's right. And wound up playing Fort Payne, and we actually did the broadcast on Horizon. Yes. And that was a game where at the end of the third quarter, me and Mike looked at each other and said, this will probably be a running clock. And Fort yeah. Payne got back in the game, and they the final did. was 76-65. Yeah. And I, I talked with Coach Self after the game, and uh, he said, if nothing else, this – this is going to be a learning experience. Yeah. It won't happen again. Obviously not, because they played them again on Monday and beat them by 30. And, I mean, to hold a team to 25 points in a game. And Fort Payne's not bad. I saw it. Fort Payne is always Fort Payne. They've always got two or three really good athletes. And um, if you catch them on a good year, they'll have one through five that are really good. They're not great at, at I would say, at four and five they're not that good right but one two and three they have two they have three good players and to hold those guys to 25 really says something about i mean and this is a gunnersville team that had been off for what a week they hadn't played since the 17th of december when they went to albert bowl because they had back-to-back home games that were postponed against madison county and aniston yes exactly so So it had been a while and coach self told me um yesterday that they had a really really good week of practice leading up to it um he felt like they were dialed in zoned in ready to go no even if you know not knowing yeah and that's what's so impressive to me because I, I played a lot of a lot of us played i can't imagine having this kind of a i can't imagine do i, I can't no. imagine be like well I, we'll practice this week and hopefully we get to play that game i just can't imagine that mindset each week so to be able to be ready immediately out the gate at a Monday uh, tournament in Scottsboro and just dominate Fort Payne like they did. And then you had the next day. And then the next day. Yeah, well, Fort Payne, uh, scoring on Fort Payne, how how did we look? Um, How did we look there? Uh, You know, that was the one game of the tournament I did not get to go to. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I never did hear who our leading scorers was in the Fort Payne game. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I have to go back and look, but I'm I'm almost. Uh, Brandon Fusell had 17. Okay. Now that I think about it, against Fort Payne, he he led he led, he led the way. In scoring um, with, with 17 against Fort Payne. I think Jack was in there for right at 10. Of course, it's the usual suspects. Sure. Um, when it comes to this Gunnersville team, but you go to the next day on Tuesday, weird day, well, really weird day. Cooper's out. Hurts yeah. Himself. Didn't in, even know that. Hurts in, hurts himself and shoot around. With an ankle, which he is fine. He, he should be back next week. Uh, next week, once they get through this break. But that's bizarre in and of itself to, to come out and you expect Cooper to be in the certain lineup. He's sitting over there with a boot. Yeah, the best way, Joe, to describe that game was just out of sync, out of sorts, yeah. however you want to. Because, you know, I, I was sitting by Darren James at the game. I looked at Darren. I said, what's the deal with Cooper? He didn't even know. Gosh. <laughs> so I is... found out after I got home, I uh, text Coach Self, and he was like, yeah, it was a shoot around. He actually stepped on Dwayne Hunley's foot. Wow. But he should be back for area, which is good. Because the game against Madison Academy, and usually when you think of Madison Academy, yeah. You think of all this great talent, the Josh mm-hmm. Lankfords of the world yep. and other players. Well, this year, you know, going into the game, I saw they only had one win. And that was in this tournament the mm-hmm. uh, day before um, they won. And, you know, I'm thinking, okay, a one-win team. 
And, you know, without Cooper, we were out of sync. Brandon yeah. was real hesitant. He didn't look like the Brandon of old. The, the, we just couldn't muster up much offense. Now, the defense played great. The final score was, of all things, 36-28. <laughs> Uh, we didn't have a point in the first quarter and was nine had nine at half. That just, that's not this team. No, that is, that's not a good. That's not a representation. But, but of you this know, team. the odd thing about it is, up until the end, I think we got it down as close as four. Yeah. So we had chances. Oh I, yeah. I hate to knock any team, but Madison Academy, in my opinion, is not that good, or the Madison Academy of yeah. the past. So, you know, and Jack and Jarrell both got in very early foul trouble. Mm-hmm. So I feel like even without Cooper, if we would have had just one of them for yeah. most of the game, I think we would have won the game. Well, all things considered, too, uh, Coach Self, he told me yesterday, he felt like it was, despite the foul trouble, despite, I think, 10 points, he felt like it was Jarrell's best game because he said that the way Jarrell stepped up in the second half and was really, we're going as Jarrell goes, uh, Coach, Coach Self was... Very pleased. He did step it up. And actually, mm-hmm. Jarrell led all scores. I'm showing my unofficial notes I take with 10. There wasn't even a Madison Academy player in double figures. And, you know, Jarrell went in with a three fouls after mm-hmm. half. And pretty much it was going to be like, if I foul out, if I, you know, I foul out, yeah. whatever happens, happens. Because poor Jack, you know, he had early fouls. And it seemed like every time he came back in the game, yeah. He picked up another quick one in the it last happens. foul where he fouled out, I thought was very suspect. I thought the kid slipped in the lane, maybe a wet spot or something. They called Jack on a block. Uh, so he was done pretty early, and he didn't. First time in a while, uh, Jack didn't score at all. Yeah. But Jarrell did lead the way with 10. And, you know, the team fault, it, it was disappointing because it was against a team that you feel like you you should have won and d- during normal circumstances mm-hmm. you would but injuries are a part of it uh and that's something i'll get into in a little bit about another team in our county but um sometimes but, there's just a lid on the basket for both teams yeah and early on I mean, you know when, when you scored zero yeah in a quarter yeah it, there was definitely a lid on the basket it, it's tough to just switch that but you know you followed up the next day on wednesday um the 30th was yesterday um play a decatur decatur heritage team which is one of those one of those teams out of 1a it's always good they're always athletic they always play well uh gunners was actually able to get that win in overtime 64 to 62 and jarrell williamson makes the game winning shot i'd i'd hesitant to say but it sounds like jarrell is probably the player of the weekend for the for the wildcats yeah jarrell had a great game didn't really show it on the score sheet he finished with nine of course he had the most important bucket in the it was in the lane at the end brandon was more like brandon according to my unofficial numbers i'm showing he had 23 and jack had 13 there you go so that's a little bit normal and they didn't get in foul (laughs) trouble jack finished with only two fouls Jarrell only had one so there you go they played smarter Mm -hmm. yet they were still aggressive so it looked a lot more like a gunnersville team now it was tied at half decatur heritage had like a seven point lead at the end of the third i think at one time late in the game they led by as many as like 10 Uh but gunnersville you got to give them credit they just kept fighting back fighting back forced the overtime yeah and then um, it was 62-62. They had the ball. I want to say there was just over a minute to go in overtime. And Decatur Heritage's coach was fine with Gunnersville just holding it at midcourt. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
you know, next thing you know, um, off a scramble, a uh, little bit of a scramble, Jarrell had the ball in the lane, a little, little shot went in with three seconds to go, and uh, in the in 2020 with a win. There you go. Games like that are great to be in yes. um, for down the road. So let's, we're, we're hoping that there is a down the road. I yes. think there will be. I'm being optimistic, but – but you, uh, but with the way everything's been this last year, you just don't know. But great that they were able to end the year with a win um, in overtime over Decatur Heritage. The the boys now sit at nine and three going into uh, the new year in the in the second half of the season. They'll play Grissom. They're scheduled to play Grissom um, at Grissom on January the fifth, and then they'll be back home on January the eighth for an area game against. Brewer. We're going to take a real quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the rest of the county and what's going on there and kind of what our opinions are of how we think the rest of the season is going to go. So stay tuned. So as we get into the second part of the season, like we said earlier in the show, um, there is no Marshall County tournament this year. As disheartening and as depressing as that is for all of us Marshall County basketball fans, because I've always said that, and of course, I, I admit I'm ignorant. I haven't been to many other county tournaments around the state, but the Marshall County tournament is always fantastic. Um, the way it's put on at Sneed, I don't know. It's just one of those events that you look forward to every year. And like so many events that we've looked forward to this year that haven't happened, it's just another one that's not going to happen. So it's kind of tough to see. Yeah, it is. I mean, I've been to several different county tournaments and not not to knock the other counties, but, you know, Marshall County basketball is big to people in Marshall County. And it's yeah. it's a big event where the family comes out. You have alums come out. Yeah. I mean, it is a big big event usually a packed house especially on championship saturday yeah it's always packed so it is a big loss but but i mean i i can understand why well we won it my senior year at arab when we won it in 2009 i mean you would have thought we won the state because um, it, it had been years since arab had won the marshall county tournament and when we did the way the town the school reacted it was honestly like we won state it was it's a, a big it's a, deal. It's a very big deal to win county. So you just hate to see it go, but you know, we'll we will survive. Um, so as we go on, like I said earlier in the segment, Gunnersville's supposed to play Grissom coming up, but we wanted to talk about talk a little bit about Albertville. Uh, apparently uh, Greg was able to catch some of the Aggies game on the December thirtieth, Wednesday night, and um, Apparently they had some bad news. You want to share? Yeah, that? Uh, they were actually kind of in a tournament like Gunnersville was in Scottsboro. There's always a good tournament that Coach Coker at Plainview High School puts on. It's the first state bank shootout. This oh, was a yeah. six that annual. Was, that was a great lineup. Oh, dude. huge! Yeah. And this year, uh, I got to go to it. Uh, let's see, I'm losing track of days. I went <laughs> Monday. And then I went last night, right after the Gunnersville Decatur Heritage game. I made a beeline over to uh, <laughs> to Rainsville to watch some of it, and uh, Albertville participate in it. There was uh, 
six teams in it, three games a night. You had Buckhorn, Oxford, which Oxford's yeah. one of the best teams I've seen in person this year. I saw them play Buckhorn. They're, they've got a great team. Uh, Albertville was in it. A private school from Rome, Georgia, Darlington, was in it. Uh, and then uh, you had um, Elkmont in it. And I'm trying to think of who the other team was. was maybe, a, maybe I've named six teams. That was a great tournament. Yeah, it, it, was a, it was a very – oh, and, of course, Plainview was in it. There's yeah. six, of course, the host was in it, which is number one in 3A. Yep. Uh, Monday night, I saw Albertville and Darlington. That was 61-41. Big night for Trinity Bell, 16 points. And then Elijah Moss had 13. And, you know, for teams up here, it's hard to match up with Trinity. And Darlington has a very good team, but they're small. They actually led at the half, and then Albertville pulled away late. But then going into the second night, well, actually that night, late in the game, there wasn't much time on the clock. It was probably midway through the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Trinity was going for a ball, and he kind of went down awkwardly and went to the bench, and I didn't know what happened. Well, he came back out with a huge wrap on his knee. Oh, Lord. And I had one of the Albert Bull longtime fans I've known a long time come to me, and he says, it doesn't look good for the rest of the year. So I saw Coach Harding yesterday. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to talk to him, but – don't know how long Trinity will be out. And, you know, it, it definitely um, played a big deal in their game last night. They played Buckhorn in the final game. Uh, each team was guaranteed three games in the tournament. 53-45, Buckhorn won. Albertville had to rotate a couple of bigs between Zion Davis and Will Kitchens. Between the two of them, there was two points scored. They had to really rely on guard play. Um, ben Allen had a nice game with 10. Gavinci Doraval led them with 16. But, you know, Buckhorn's got a big kid that uh, had 20 that was unstoppable. So, yeah. you know, Albertville, and I didn't go to it Tuesday night. I was in Scottsboro, but Albertville lost to Oxford by 22, a very mm-hmm. good Oxford team. So since Trinity's been out, they're now 0-2, and they get back into their area play, I believe. I would figure next week they would also be back in it in 7A area play. Yeah. It's going to be tough for the Aggies, especially without Trinity. I don't think, in the county at least, I don't know if there's a player that's more important to a team than Trinity, uh, especially in 7A. Maybe if maybe they're in 6A, maybe if they're in 5A, they're, they manage a little bit better. But when you're playing 7A talent, to not have a guy, to not have a six foot nine guy in the middle, I mean, I, I can't, I can't think of a bigger loss for another team. Yeah, and it's going to hurt when they go against the likes of. I'm trying to think of who all's in their area. I know mm. Sparkman, yeah. maybe Grissom's in their so. area. Mm. It, it's going to be tough, you know. In, in Marshall County, let's face it, Trinity pretty much dominates the yeah. paint, you know. It is. But but when you play other seven A teams, uh, not to say Trinity is a dime a dozen, but you see more trinities right. in 7A than you do in Marshall County or 5A ball, 6A ball. You need trinities to consistently compete in 7A. Yes, I mean, without you, a doubt. You need those guys. So that's going to be tough for them. So we'll see how they um, how they go along. I, I don't know if they're how many games they've had scheduled. I know they're working right now with Gunnersville to get the first. The first Albertville Gunnersville game was um, was canceled or postponed due to COVID. The second one was weird too. Um, because 
Jack Harris and Jarrell Williamson for Gunnersville were playing in the North South All Star game. <laughs> so Gunnersville didn't have their arguably their two best players, two of their best players for sure. And now if they reschedule this game, which we all hope they will, it looks like Albertville is not going to have their best player. That, so we're not going to get to see a full a full deck for both teams. It looks like, which is um, disheartening, but. You know, I, I just hope they get the, the second game in. Um, they need to do what they can since the county tournament's been canceled. I just hope they do what they can to get it to get it rescheduled. Um, and as far as area goes for Gunnersville, they'll play Brewer, scheduled to play Brewer on the 8th. And admittedly, none of us know too much about these Brewer teams because they've had so many games canceled. And, I mean, it's sitting right now. The girls and the boys are 1-0 in the area. I, they're the best two. The Guntersville girls and the Guntersville boys are the best two teams in the area. In their, yes. in their area. So, to me, in my opinion, we've canceled the county tournament, and you're looking down at the schedule. You're scheduled to play at Madison County on January 28th. I think you had told me earlier on January the 12th it was scheduled to go to DAR. I've DAR is now told, coming to Gunnersville. That's what I was told by okay. Darren the other day. Okay, so DAR is now coming to Gunnersville on January the 12th, and they won't play a second one. I think that's a smart decision. Um, you know, you've got ARAB scheduled for the 26th. I, I just – My I, understanding, too, Joe, on the ARAB game, mm-hmm. this isn't official. ARAB is wanting to get out of it. I, I don't, so I don't even think we're going to play them again. I just think that's the best idea. If, 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 if the rules are what the rules are, and you have to miss a certain amount of time – then we have between January the fifth and February the eighth to get to get the area games in, and I think that needs to be the priority. And I know coaches want to play, and I know players want to play, but if we can't get the area games in and have an area seating, then I mean, <laughs> well, then despite COVID, we're not going to be able to have an area tournament. No, and you know, of course, health and safety is on the forefront without a doubt. But yeah. what's been frustrating for the Gunnersville administration this year mm-hmm. is the loss of home games, even at twenty oh, yeah. percent capacity. Because we've lost so far, we've lost Albertville, we lost Madison County, Anniston. We're losing Arab at home because we went there first game of the year. Right. So it is frustrating from the standpoint of hey. Look at look at all of our home games. We need a gate. We need gate. It doesn't matter if it's twenty percent or not. We need get we need concessions. I yeah. get it. I completely get it. But with the rules the way they are, you know, you're looking at Brewer on January the eighth. The next uh, region game would be or area game would be Fairview on the fifteenth. Now that the county tournament's canceled, you know, you can find a date that weekend of the that week of the sixteenth or the twenty third to put Fairview. So just in case you have a COVID tracing problem, you've got 10 days between it. Yeah, that so opens up a week game. now. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's my – playing basketball, playing one game a week is not ideal. But if that's what we got to do mm. until the area tournament starts, then so be it. You know, and I, I, I hate it. I really do. I hate that they're losing all this gate money um, because I think a lot of people um, are are getting, getting it misconstrued by saying – well, we had football. We got all we got all the football games in. It's a lot different. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is a lot different. You're playing one game a week. You've got a built in you got two built in bye weeks in football. Mm. You had the week zero, then you had your bye week that you can make up games. Basketball, you're 
there's some weeks you're playing four games a week. Right. Three, four games a week. It's just it's not as easy to pull it off as, as football as football was. Keep in mind too, football's played outside. I know that's a shocking news break. But football's played outside gunner or in uh, basketball is played inside, so it's much easier for things to spread. Um, even if you are doing all the the social distancing and the and the and the cleaning and everything that they're yeah. doing and they're doing a fantastic job at Gunnersville. They really are. Darren Darren and, and Roseanne and Roseanne Mabry, the principal at Gunnersville. Uh, they've all done a fantastic job. The coaches have done a great job, but sometimes you just you can only do so much. You really can, and you know, I knew basketball would be a challenge being an inside sport and everything, yeah. and you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens come postseason, because mm-hmm. like I mentioned earlier, as much as I love the holiday tournaments, when you have multiple teams and fans yeah. in, a, in and out of a gym and stuff, yeah. you can do all the cleaning and protocols and all you want to do. You're going to have issues, and yeah. it'll be interesting to see what kind of postseason we do have. I agree. Um, if Hopefully by the time – because we're – Northeast Regional is, Feb, is February 18th to the 25th at Jacksonville, which, oh, my gosh, as much as I love the Marshall County Tournament, I can't think of any better venue for high school basketball than that Jacksonville Northeast Tournament. I have the most fun every time I go to that thing. And I think the goal right now is to make sure that these these regional tournaments happen on location. It'll that be needs to be the goal. Yes. And it'll be interesting to see what they do about the fans. Yeah. And, 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 hey, if it's Jacksonville's big enough and they can spread that thing out over however long they need to spread it out to where you do two tickets per player. And that's it. And then we'll stream it. You know, something like that. At least get some family members in there. Um, but there's going to be a lot of logistics to figure out to get people in and out quickly uh, to do these games. That needs to be the goal, and hopefully by February 18th, by the end of February, hopefully these protocols are laxed a little bit, especially with the vaccine starting right. to, to roll. I think because by February, you know, I don't I don't want to speak for a doctor or anything, but by February. From what I understand, most educators should be vaccinated. Should be. And, you know, February, is, in a way, is around the corner. But in another way, it's still far enough off yeah. where hopefully capacity limits yeah. will, will, you know, be better. And yeah. hopefully we'll be in a better place than we are here on December 31st. I hope so. I really do. And I, and I think we will be. I really do think that, you know, by... Like I said, that's that's a full month away, and we're expecting educators to be vaccinated within the month of January, and that's the biggest concern. It, that, that's why schools are having to shut down. So the teachers are out, right? That, see, that's another thing that a lot of people people parents are getting mad because they're saying, "Well, my the kids aren't sick. Why are we going? There's no teachers. You got to have teachers <laughs> at school. The teachers are sick, and then the substitutes don't want to come in because they don't want to get it, and I don't blame them. So. Just the more these vaccines start rolling, I think we should see um, a, a turn in the right direction. But that's just my opinion for what it's worth. I, I don't think we need to be playing non-area games. And to be honest with you, don't really think we need to be playing these county games anymore. I think area games are all that we need to be playing. And if that means they play three games between now and Space them out, February however. the 8th, then... 
Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, you think about it, we've only played actually one area game, Fairview yeah. at home, because we were supposed to go to Brewer. Exactly. Brewer's had a lot of issues. I mean, we still got two dates with Brewer, a date at Fairview, because yeah. uh, we're now in just a have to get used to this three-team area yeah, that, that we're that in. Yeah, that too. That, that makes it kind of... So, you know, it, I guess we'll just have to see what happens. Uh, right now we're living this thing day by day. As yeah. of now, we're supposed to play a non-area game against a very good 7A team Tuesday yeah. night in Huntsville against yeah. Grissom. Um, so we'll see if that still happens. And then if all goes well, we'll be back in the friendly confines of Wildcat Gym on Friday the 8th against, yeah. uh, against Brewer. It's just my opinion. I just – I just think they're making it too hard on themselves trying to get these these non-area games in. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't travel anymore unless it was an area game if I was Gunnersville. I mean, all the home games that are getting canceled for Gunnersville. Because you've got the schedule. Yeah. Other than Grissom next week, where is Gunnersville supposed to travel that is not area? Or is Grissom? Supposed to go to DAR, but we've now been told that DAR is coming here on January the 12th. Supposed to go to Madison County. On, uh, and supposed to go. Sorry, supposed to go to Fairview on the fifteenth. But you said non-area. Uh, supposed to go to Madison County on January twenty-eighth. Supposed to travel to Boaz on February second. So really, I wouldn't take another road trip. <laughs> so Grissom, Madison County, and Boaz that are non-area and to travel to. Yeah, it, w- it wouldn't surprise me, especially Madison County. Yeah, if that one could be canceled as of now, we're going to Grissom and Boaz. And then you're supposed to have Etowah come to Gunnersville on February 5th for Senior Night, and you know they could probably keep that one intact uh, to for the sake of, of Senior Night. And I, I mean, it all depends on what Etowah has got That's going right. on. I mean, yeah. so you know, I think the, the 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 plan needs to be to get these area games in. And the good thing is, there's not that many. I mean, they play Brewer, right. they play Brewer one more time, or they play Brewer twice and in between now. Once. They play Fairview one more time, and they need to find a way to play Brewer two more times before February the eighth. And if you got to space it out, yeah, so be it. Yeah, to get so be in. it. It's better than getting canceled left and right. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just bizarre, and we knew that it was going to be tough going into basketball season. But hey, we're making it happen. We've sat here, we played. The boys have played 12 games. The girls have played 14. I mean, you know, it's better than – maybe better than what a, a lot of people expected to begin with. But going forward, let's assume we're playing. Going forward, don't you see this Gunnersville team, boys and girls, both playing in the first round of the Northeast Regional? Oh, with, without a doubt. I mean – you know, Gunnersville's girls, it seems like it was years ago when we hosted Fairview, but they dominated yeah. Fairview's girls. Mm-hmm. So the return trip to Fairview shouldn't be a problem. And then Brewer is predominantly a good program, but when I looked at their record, I don't think they've played a lot of games. They're struggling. So I think Gunnersville's girls, if they don't win both of them against Brewer, should at yeah. least split and go, you know, th- what would it be, three and one, mm-hmm. worst case is what I'm predicting in the area. And then Gunnersville's boys, I see them going undefeated well, and the, in the and, area. And then the cross, the sub-region cross, isn't anything they can't – it's, it's cross full or Boaz in the cross. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, one thing that sometimes in the past has affected Gunnersville, and I hope it doesn't happen again. And you know, we kind of saw what this year with football. Not take away the great season Gunnersville had football wise, mm-hmm. but when you play in a weak area or region, yeah, sometimes postseason it catches yeah. up to you because you know, look at football had a great year, demolished Hayden in the mm-hmm. first round. And then played Pleasant Grove, which, hey, Pleasant Grove made it all the way to the finals and yeah. lost, so there are no slouch themselves. No. But it was a different world playing a team like that. So, you know, with a weak crossover, in my opinion, in basketball, um, you know, when you get to Jacksonville, I mean, that's I, – I And I can't remember right now, but the first round at Jacksonville – is not going to be that challenging. You know, I still remember last year I went to it when we lost to Springville. Yeah. That was a game that we really, I mean, we should have won yeah. it. And, and the real, I mean. And then Springville turned around and got demolished. I want to say it was by center point. Well, it'll be Lee this I year. Think. Lee. I didn't hear it, so it would be Lee. Lee will be your, your second round game at Jacksonville. <laughs> so there you go. That's, that's the, when you keep looking down and you keep looking and looking, you're like, Oh yeah, we can compete with that team, and we can compete with that team, and then you hit, you finally hit that second round at Jacksonville, and you're like Lee, there you go. But you know, on the other hand, too, when you get to the second round in Jacksonville, it's not supposed to be a cupcake. No, absolutely <laughs> it's, it's, it's not. Gonna, you know, you're you're not going to make it to Birmingham no. playing cupcakes all the way in. No, so at some point, not. you got to step up your game and beat these real good teams for sure. And I think that's they've done a good job. Coach Hill and Coach Self have done a really good job um, before this new year getting these games, playing some of these games against Decatur Heritage, against Gadsden City. Gadsden the boys City, went there and right. won. And, and that's what Coach Self told me before is, hey. Hey, Coach Self's the same. I, I was talking about Coach play. Hill earlier about playing anybody anytime. Coach He'll, Self's the same way. Oh, yeah. He wants mm-hmm. to play real good teams. And, hey, if you take your lumps. Yep. So be it. So be It'll it. do nothing but make you better come yep. postseason. And uh, that's one thing about Gunnersville boys and girls and the coaches. Mm-hmm. That they don't back down from anybody. No, they don't. They'll play anybody anywhere. And they've got the players to do it too. Yes. Well, it has been uh, – so far it's been fun to watch. I mean, it really has. You know, it's been, to say the least, a weird season so far. But it's been fun to watch these uh, guys and girls compete. It's been fun to watch Coach Self and Coach Hill get their teams ready game by game, no matter what the circumstance may be. Hats off to them for holding it together. Hats off to the administration at Gunnersville and, and the administration administrators all over the county um, holding all this together and making the tough decisions that they've had to make up to this point. But, you know, it's 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 finally 2021. Um, I've I've been ex- as, as excited for 2021 as most other people have. But we're not out of the woods yet when it comes to, to COVID-19. We're not out of the woods yet. Just because the calendar turns doesn't mean it magically goes away. So we, yeah. we just got to keep continuing to keep our head down, do what you got to do, you know, take the vaccine. I mean, I, I, I'm not telling anybody that need to get that vaccine. I'm going to when I can. Of course, lowly old newspaper guy, it'll probably be June before I finally get mine. So I'm, I'm washing my hands and wearing my mask, but you know, it's, um, it, you know, we sit here and we complain about not getting these games in, but it's real. There's a lot of people sick in Marshall County right now. Um, I think the the numbers at the hospitals will tell you that. So if we could do anything going into 2021, it just to hopefully 
get on the other side of this and, yes. and, and just hope for the best and stay positive, I guess is the best thing you can do, right? That's all we can do. And like you say, you know, just because, you know, what is it? The big ball that drops from time, just because yeah. it drops and mm-hmm. it lights up 2021, it doesn't mean COVID will be gone. No. But I do think we're making strides, and the main thing is, Absolutely. you know, the masks, the social distancing, mm-hmm. the, the sanitizing, and all that, and just, you know, just being as safe as we can. Yep. Um, you know, I noticed at the couple holiday tournaments I went to, most people were real good at wearing masks. There were mm-hmm. announcements made that even the officials could stop play if people were not yeah. wearing them. So. Yep. I really think these tournaments and school administrators and different people are, are taking it serious. They want to keep playing because, you know, some people might say sports isn't vital or important. It is vital to a lot of people. It is. Uh, it's been a tough year, and, you know, people need sports. Yes. Uh, a lot of people need sports to get mm-hmm. through these tough times, and I think really we, we've been doing it about as safely as I think we can, yep. and we just need to keep that up. Agreed. Just keep it up and live day by day. That's right. So here's to 2021, 2020, <laughs> good riddance. It will always be remembered as simply 2020. <laughs> That's the only way you can remember it. But we really appreciate you guys listening so far. And like and subscribe to the podcast if you've not yet. It's the Gunnersville Broadcast Podcast. I'm Joe Cagle. I was joined this week by... Greg Glasscock, Greg, really appreciate you doing with doing this with me this week. Really and, enjoyed it. I appreciate you yeah. coming in. And we'll have the coaches back um, in a few weeks. And uh, we'll, we'll visit with them and see how things are going as we go on into January. But y'all have a very, very safe and happy 2021. And we will talk to you on the other side.